Well, kia ora and welcome everyone to another episode of the Kiwi Running Show. It's been a while, Stefan. Where, where have you been all summer long? <laughs> yeah, haven't, haven't been on holiday. <laughs> um, been, been grinding away myself with work and family and stuff, so it's, it's yeah. nice to get some time aside to sit down and chat again. Yeah, totally. And for me, I've been um, around the country doing commentating for different events, and um, it's good now the athletics, the the track and field nationals are done. You can finally knuckle down and um, and go through a Kiwi running show. I guess this is the summer recap show, really, isn't it? Um, <laughs> or winter recap for for the Northern Hemisphere guys and girls. Um, yeah. So first of all, let's dive into the the big news because the at the weekend I was down in Christchurch at the track and field champs. Um, there at Napunawai. Last it's the last year it's going to be held in Christchurch before it goes to Hastings. And um, I see you are tuned in for a bit of the coverage, Stefan. Uh, but yeah. that Friday night was a was a perler. Uh, we had. Um, Jacko and Tom in the shot put. We had Val Adams just pipped at the post in, in, in the shot put again, beaten by another Canadian. Um, <laughs> and then Zoe and Eddie reclaiming their 100 titles. But really the big race for me was that, that 5K. Did you watch that live, the, the men's 5K? Yeah, I I watched it a little bit later, I think, as a replay because um, yeah. uh, it just kind of clashed at the time. But, yeah, it was – Pretty awesome to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, pro- probably the most, uh, I guess, kind of competitive um, 5K we've seen in a while in terms of two people going at it together and, you know, sharing a bit of the lead. So, there was obviously a bit of support there between each other as well, as well as probably the underlying competitive spirit that they both wanted to bury each other up the home straight to finish. <laughs> but... Yeah. And like, I think in recent years, we've had one guy. Um, particularly in the 5K, in men's 5K, and probably in the women's as well, who's like clearly the better runner, like someone who's your 13.30 or 13.40 runner, and it's like, well, everyone's playing for second. But in this occasion, it was like um, we've got two guys who are, well, sort of mid-13 runners. Hayden's just come into that sort of discussion. Um, Yeah. So uh, Matt Baxter, for those who don't know how it went, Matt Baxter is recently a 1327 guy. He's been living over in northern Arizona, originally from Taranaki, and he's now a pro runner after spending time at um, Northern Arizona University. And so he's he's really the classic. Then Hayden Wild, a couple of weeks ago, so Graham Douglas International runs a 347, 340, oh, 1347, um, just a phenomenal yeah. run. Hangs on to these two Japanese guys right up until the last lap. And um, for a triathlete, that is just a stinking fast time, 1347. Uh, ridiculous. Um, and actually, that's Sir Graham Douglas. Pretty, no, I do have to good, do it. Pretty good for most runners too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, and I do have to do a shout out to the triathletes because Ryan Sissons is actually the second Kiwi in that race. So um, triathletes, man, taking it to the runners. Um, so really him, Hayden Wild and Matt Baxter were the, the two we're keeping an eye on. And we get there in super, just ridiculously windy conditions. So those two end up just breaking away from the field and exchanging laps. Um, so really just saving their energy into the wind. And then it comes down to this last lap. Matt Baxter's in the lead and then just Hayden Wild. I 
as you'll hear in the interview that we'll do later on in the show, which we recorded back in December, he's been on a bit of a um, project kick, you might call it, just learning how to develop that speed and, and develop a kick for the end of the race. And, man, he just he just crushed that last lap and um, just got the win ahead of um, Matt Baxter. And if anything, like I was talking to a few people after the race and, like, at the start of the season, who would have put money on Hayden Wilde to be the 5,000 New Zealand um, champ and um, yeah, yeah, totally came out of left field. And I guess for Matt, it was a surprise to see did. a triathlete. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Craig Kirkwood probably did. Um, but, I mean, Matt, Hayden Wilde was supposed to be over in Abu Dhabi this weekend uh, racing the ITU. So uh, thanks yeah. to the coronavirus. Yeah, um, I was I was I was surprised. Like I, I, on one hand, I was surprised, and on another, maybe I wasn't. I think the the conditions definitely played more into his favour as well. Um, yeah. I think if if Matt had um, probably not got injured in the lead up to this, as well as it being calm, he probably could have run away from the field a little bit earlier on. I mean, he has got a, yeah. a personal best, almost twenty seconds better than Hayden's. Um, and I think at the end of the day, he probably he lacked maybe a bit of sharpness at the end. With I'm not too sure how much time he had off, but it must have been fairly serious for him to. He pulled out of a starting a race a couple of weeks prior to nationals. So yeah, if you're pulling out of races, you're probably a little bit dinged up, um, and and he probably felt more obliged to race at nationals over that other event. Um, yeah. obviously not discrediting Hayden's run at all because it was absolutely amazing, but um, it would have been really interesting to see that. And then even thinking of um, guys like Chignall from last year, it would have been great to have him in the mix as well. And all of a sudden you're probably, all three of them probably would have been together up the home straight, you know, it would have, would have oh, provided yeah. even, even a bit more sparks flying. Yeah, that would have been, would have been epic. Um, and Heart go out, goes out to Matt Baxter because he's on a bit of a crusade at the moment. Um, excuse the term, not supposed to use that, that word anymore, are we? Um, he's been on a, on a hunt for, for qualifying points um, and times. Mm. Um, so coming up to New Zealand was, he missed that race a couple of weeks ago and coming up um, here was to try and nab some points for Olympic, Olympic qualification. So that put a slight dent in that campaign. Um, but I'm sure he'll he'll bounce back after a, a couple of weeks of um, not ideal results and having to pull out of pull out of races and stuff. But yeah, definitely keep an eye if you're not already following Matt Baxter on Instagram. Follow him because he's going to be an interesting one to track towards Tokyo. Assume assuming that coronavirus doesn't throw us big old spinner in the works there. But we'll we'll yeah. see. Um, so that wasn't the only race at the nationals. Um, the other ones we, we need to talk about were the well the 800s the next day. That was really fascinating. So we saw Catherine Camp repeat her um, 800 title from the year before, just nipping um, Angie Petty on the line after Angie led the whole way. Um, and then in the men, the men was a, a, a weekend field without Mathis, who's won it about 67 mm. times. Um, <laughs> so we didn't have Brad Mathis. Um, but we had uh, just looking through oh, no, the results. Um, um, no James, no James Preston as well. I believe yeah, has he been injured. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been injured. I think some back problems. I want to say, I don't, yeah. Um, but Michael Dawson looked great. He's come back from a really good start to his season where he went 
sub 150 for the first time um, back in December. And then he had a bit of an injury break through January and was just sort of coming back to fitness and just got back to fitness at the right time. And he looked good. He looked really good. Um, so it'll be cool next year if we have Michael Dawson back to fitness and um, and those other guys back as well um, would be really good. The other the other name to keep an eye out for those watching the 800 is this young guy, James Harding, out of Auckland, only 16 years of age, and he's got the New Zealand leading time, which is a 151, but 151 at age 16, that is stonking fast. It is incredible. Um, the other big race on the Saturday was uh, the men's 400. So times weren't amazing, but the way it was run and really encouraged people to jump on Sky Sport Next on the YouTube channel and look up the, the day two um, coverage because Luke's run in the uh, in the 400 was ridiculous. So Luke Messia came from like literally nowhere with uh, 100 meters to go. Shave Each was way out in the lead after running, I don't know, 22 seconds for the first 200 and then exploded at about 395 meters. So five <laughs> meters to go, just piano on his back and hit the deck as Luke Messier came streaming past and Shave Each crossed the finish line, sliding across the, the turf, <laughs> across the Rickerton, like rubbery surface on his back. It was pretty impressive. And um, Shay showed me the the scars or the the skin he had lost, and man, it was. I would say he lost. Um, I don't know, maybe a quarter of his skin. Like it looked. Oh, it wouldn't be that much, but a significant percentage of his entire skin on his body, he got yeah, um, wow. skin. Like it looked like a cycle accident. You, you know, where your yeah, your leg, yeah. your arm, your right, shoulder, right, right. all burnt. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was pretty brutal. Um, and then on the Sunday um, was the fifteen hundred meter finals, and that was where Angie got one back on Catherine um, Angie Petty winning the fifteen hundred, and she looked really good in that, um, and that's a really promising sign. So I hope that I hope that she focuses on the fifteen hundred um, going into Tokyo. It'll be awesome to see her in the fifteen, and maybe Catherine in the eight. Um, but uh, we'll see how they get on with Olympic qualification. Um, and then the great Nick Willis in the, the 15, edging out um, a fast-closing Julian Oakley. Um, so it was interesting. Uh, we had um, Colin Kirkpatrick jump in, and he was actually ended up doing pacemaking pace duties for the first two laps to sort of break the wind and help the guys get to a quick time. Um, so un- unofficial pacing, of course. <laughs> Um, and so after two laps, he, he peeled off and slotted in at the back of the race. And um, Nick had 700 metres to run in the lead um, into a bit of bit of wind. Um, and that sort of opened the door for Julian to sit behind him um, and got very close to the wind. So it went Nick Willis and then 0.05 of a second to Julian. Um, and then Eric Speakman, really cool to see him back from basically four years of injury was after he got pretty close to qualifying for Rio um, four years ago. So another guy to watch um, as we move towards Tokyo. So speaking of Tokyo. I was going to say, I thought that was probably the first time where I've seen pictures of um, Willis lately actually looking his age. <laughs> starting, to look, starting to look a little bit older, a bit more salt and pepper yeah. on the sides of the hair. Um, yeah. and, and battling guys a bit closer to him, which he's probably not used to on a domestic level too. But um, 
Man, when I, I saw that race as a replay and Julian just left his move too late. He he had yeah, that race yeah. won, man. He was closing like unbelievably quick. Um, yeah. And I just well, I saw a recap that he didn't kind of get moving till quite late, till about a hundred um, out, and and yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, made made the move five ten meters earlier, he, he would have won that race. Yeah. And I think you can see it in that replay. Nick does a bit of a surge just as they're coming off the bend. Like classic mm. Nick Quillis tactic, saving it for just that, just coming off the bend. Um, and then he moves into fifth gear. And I think Julian was just napping a little bit. Or that's when you kind of, they were hitting the headwind just on that top bend. So, um, mm. yeah, you're right. He just left it a little bit late. But another just really cool race to watch. Um, yeah. Some other... Things to note from the weekend, Quentin Roon, new national record in the 10,000-metre walk. That was pretty amazing. And um, this young multi-eventer slash triple jumper, Kayla Goodwin, she's someone to really keep an eye out for. Heptathlon champ, um, triple jump champ, and she's only like 18 years of age. Um, so she's looking like she'll probably go to World Juniors. And then um, Connor Bell getting a, a, lead in the dis- a world lead in the discus, uh, junior men's discus. So... There's some really exciting talent coming up through the ranks uh, right across the park. Uh, but speaking of talent, Stefan, shall we go through what's been happening overseas? Because there's been um, some amazing performances in the indoor circuit this this summer. Well, Northern yeah, Hemisphere with, winter. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, probably um, the, a trio of guys that have stood out have been um, Theo Quacks, Geordie Beamish and Sam Tanner. So yep. um, obviously both Theo and Geordie are at uh, Northern Arizona um, and Sam at University of Washington. Um, all have been under four minutes for the mile uh, this indoor season. Um, and unfortunately, Sam only missed out by literally about half a second in qualifying wow. for NCAAs, which are this weekend. Um, oh, that's so a shame. He, yeah, so he, he ran 3.59.01, and then he, he fell in that race that Theo went 3.58. Um, sorry, 3.57, okay. sorry. Um, and the guy in that race who ran 3.58.45 was essentially the last person to um, qualify for nationals. So it wow. kind of shows how deep it is. You know, there's 16 guys at 3.58 or faster um, lining up for, for the heats of um, – indoor nationals so so theo i think is ranked 14th um out of 16 for the mile and mm-hmm. geordie's ranked fourth with a 356 um and geordie's also doubling up in the 3000 which he's actually ranked second in um after wow. that fantastic 744 that he ran um but that's gonna it's gonna be a hard double that one because the 3000 is a straight final and it's about two hours after the mile final yeah. Um, so yeah, that can be yucky, yucky, and it's at it's at altitude yeah. as well in Albuquerque. So oh, wow. the, the, yeah, so the the one upside is is he's from altitude and he he runs quite well yeah. at altitude too. So um, we we could um maybe we could see him win the title again, win the mile again, um possibly. Yeah. So, yep. So Jordy see, Beamish was last year that he won the mile, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's there's the field's absolutely stacked. Like there's guys that have won outdoor mm. nationals before. There's guys that have run three fifty five mile DM, DMR anchor legs. There's, there's the field is unbelievably stacked this year. 
Um, so yeah. that's that's all happening this weekend. So best of luck to those guys. Um, yeah. Sam Tanner also ran, um, which most people would have been aware about, um, aware of the 1500 meters indoors when he ran 339.49, which mm. actually placed him in the top 10 in the NCAA of all time for 1500 indoors. Wow. Of all um, time. Far of out. all time, yeah. It's it's not run as regularly as the mile indoors, but still it was yeah. it was impressive nonetheless. It was his first 1500 indoors as well. Um, and one thing I actually noticed, I was just going through a start list of um, the Queensland Track Classic is on next weekend. It's got some absolutely... Mm stellar fields but i noticed his name was down and so uh-huh. he's obviously coming back from the states down under maybe he's coming for a, a stint and doing maybe he's will also back up and run australian nationals I, i'm not too sure but i i've kind of heard around the traps that he's really seriously chasing that standard trying to chase yeah. tokyo himself so in the 1500 queensland track classic is actually going to be himself um, ben Moynihan, Julian Oakley, Nicholas, and Eric Speakman. So five wow. Kiwis that we'll have to look out for, um, as well as obviously a host of Australians. So a lot of guys kind of around that 336 to 338 range. So um, mm-hmm. it should be should be a cracking race. Um, and in the women's 800, I know it's both um, Angie and Catherine are lining up as well. And again, with um, a host of Australians, including their record holder so you know people between 158 to two minutes so it, it, I, I you mentioned before about with angie possibly running the 15 but i reckon she's maybe just been getting a bit unlucky with the 800 she's been leading a mm. lot of her races recently if she can get and in, in tough and, conditions and, as well yeah yeah if, if they should typically have good conditions up there and if she can get settled in and and um kind of sit in well i maybe she can get back under that two minutes um I think the 800 is more her warehouse than the 1500, um, but it's it's just such a hard event, you know. You just got to get it right. Can't make any mistakes over two laps. Um, yeah. Well, just... she's probably realistically got to take about oh, about eight seconds off her yeah. 1500 meter time, whereas 800 is probably I, two I seconds. Think it's, I think it's even more so, than that. I think the 1500 yeah. this year is something like 405 or something, or 404 okay. even. It's, it's so I think fun. she's a four fourteen off the top of my head, yeah, four fourteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah. or twelve maybe at a best, but yeah, it's yeah, it's certainly a lot. It seems a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me let me look that up while while we carry on. <laughs> yeah, I'll um I'll mention just a couple of other results outside of um the NCAA was um in regards to the marathon, which is pretty big news um, coming from Malcolm Hicks. So um, ran absolute blind over race and took another three odd minutes off his um, best and ran 2.10.04. So just missed out on that sub 2.10. Um, and that was at the Seville Marathon where he placed 22nd. <laughs> so um, yeah. fairly, fairly good depth in that race to be running 2.10 and be back in 22nd place. Um, so he... You know, just a guy who's over the years just accumulated good training, good racing, improving each time. He's stuck with the same coach and really awesome just to see that result, you know, just all out. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, did you hear? Um, I was just looking something up, the, trying to get some results oh. and we've got some loud music in the background. So carry on. Oh. <laughs> no, I didn't hear it. Yeah, so okay. just a, a great result that he got a all, all out um 
qualifier there because two eleven thirty, you know, it's pretty decent qualifier. And it also, um, you know, he's faster than kind of any of the Australians that are qualified too. And that includes yeah. um, guys like Brett Robinson, who just recently ran Australian half marathon record running under the hour for the half. So um, granted, he's probably a guy now who's getting close to that 206, 207 um, range himself. Um, mm. But yeah, it's uh it's interesting time with the marathon because obviously to go to these, some of these good races, you got to travel around and stuff. And we're seeing a lot of these races being restricted or being canceled or postponed due to the coronavirus. And it's, um, yeah, even the NCAA champs this weekend is apparently it's not going to be um, people in the stands because they're trying to avoid that as well. Um, it's crazy. So it's, yeah, it's crazy times, man. It's crazy times. Yeah. Um, yeah, well done to Malcolm. That was just so wrapped from waking up to that news that he ran that fantastic uh, marathon. And it's like it's hard. It's a hard game, man, trying to get a qualifier for a, a an Olympic marathon. Like if you're doing the eight hundred or the fifteen hundred or the one hundred, this you can do so many of them throughout a season. And there's so many chances if there's bad weather, you can do another one. And I talked to him back in December, and he was like. I've got one shot. <laughs> There's everything yeah. is in on that race. If the weather's bad, um, I think he had one more race that he could enter the week after. But it's like um, if you get stitch or something happens in that last 5K, you trip over. Or um, yeah, so just he's so got, cool to see. Yeah, he's got to one see thing. a guy who. Yeah, you go. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's, he's got one thing though that a lot of hundred meter runners can't don't have, and that's the vape flies. <laughs> well I, i've heard the viper what is it the viper flies are coming for for spikes for sprinting yeah yeah, yeah. i, I yeah. saw something just like let's run this morning it was like if those can provide four percent increase it's like a 9.3 200 or a 18.37 200 so the world records that's <laughs> so, scary yeah yeah it's it is oh, an interesting topic though man like i've yeah. the amount of articles i've read and people commenting about this it's just like i it's, not to discredit anyone's runs that's wearing them but it's like well yeah. what how fast are they you know like it's it's, yeah. it's yeah. certainly an interesting time and um i think it was the where did i read i think it was at the tokyo marathon because that, that was part as part of kind of their trial system as well i think 28 yeah. of the top 30 were wearing vape flies yeah and even in the in the American US trials, you know, it's even to the point where guys who aren't even sponsored by Nike or have another sponsor are wearing them and blacking them out. It's just. Did you did you hear what happened uh, with Nike? That so they had about four days out from the US marathon trials, they announced they had a whole like hotel room full of vapor flies, and they said anyone the, who the, wants the to wear these. Flies. The, oh, the, the alpha, alpha flies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyone who wants to wear them can come and come to the hotel and can take <laughs> take a pair, which is classic. And I Man, did I hear um, I the guy who got third. I would have yeah. just gone and got heaps of boxes and sold them. Yeah, yeah. And put them straight on eBay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the guy oh, who the got guy, third, I think got... he was one of the guys who claimed it. Um, yeah, the guy the guy that got second was um, a guy Jake Riley, and he was he was unsponsored, and um, yeah. he he's actually coached by an Australian um, Lee Troop, 
who's um, he's oh, one nice. of the fastest yeah. Aussie marathoners ever. Yeah. And um, he actually was tossing up between wearing those Alpha Flies or the previous kind of Vapor Fly ones. And he ended up oh, going wow. with the vape. He ended up going with the Vapor Flies because he had he had run in them before. And he'd spoken to a other, couple of other Nike guys who had worn them versus the Alpha Fly, and they're like, "Oh, the, the Vapor Fly is a little bit lighter, and they're kind of a bit more comfortable as well." Like, I think they're still probably trialing a few, few things with the new Alpha Flies. Um, yeah. So he went with those, and yeah, man, took took about a race from that guy too, two ten on this ridiculously hilly course, and um, come back from Achilles surgery and stuff like that. It's like it's pretty cool to see. But yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a hot topic, the old shoes at the moment, isn't it? It so is. And even just, I'm just slowly looking up the results for the Japanese marathon, but I can't tell you the 20th place was 2.08. So, I mean, <laughs> um, this is for the Tokyo Marathon that was run recently. And yeah. to be 28 under 2.10, which is just ridiculous. And pretty much all of those names are Japanese apart from you know, the leading three runners. So, yeah, just, yeah, times have changed and shoes have played a part. But I also think, like, there is more money in road racing and I, I think people are drawn more now to the half marathon and marathon. Maybe they stayed in the 5K or 10K 10 years ago. That's yeah. part of it, but definitely well, the shoes are... Well, you can see with the shoes and the road, it's almost becoming, it's almost essentially as fast as the track. Like, yeah. uh, I was, I've, I've watched pretty closely the last, um, the, the 5K and the 10K road world records that were done this year by, um, I think it was Ronix Caprodo and uh, Joshua Cheptegei. And, like, the courses are, are downhill and on the road, and I'm <laughs> like, they must get the best possible course to allow for a drop in um, the decline, obviously, to make it still record eligible. Mm. It's like, of course, if you then get these crazy spring-loaded shoes, they're going to run way faster than they ever have before on the road. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it is an interesting point because, you know, none of those guys have taken kind of serious cracks at the, at the track records. And I'm wondering if um, those two might line up an opportunity on the track this year to go for the five or the 10, like incredibly yeah, hard times. It's super fast. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, those are the two types of guys that look like they might do it if they got in the right race. And I mean, you kind of, for the 10 K, you need someone to at least pace you through five K in thirteen oh eight. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, that's, that's, that's reality. Like it's, Who's keen to that job? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, who can run 13.08 off the front? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they're, they're going to be amazing. just as good a runner as the next person anyway. It's like they probably exactly. want to hang it and press themselves. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, it's, 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 um, a, it's a mission. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anything else on, on the international news side of things? Um, yeah, oh, actually, but... before we get to that, I just looked up Angie's um, Angie's personal best. So this is Angela Petty's. She's got a 159 best for yeah. eight, for the 800, 159.06, and the auto qualifier is 159.50. So she's basically got to get back there. So she's got about three seconds to take off um, yeah. this season. And then 1500, her best is 407.83. And the oh, wow. auto qualifier is, yeah, that was faster than I thought. Um, auto yeah, qualifier is 404.20. Yeah. 
So mm. 800, probably closer um, in reach she'll, at the moment, but she'll need, I, yeah. I would say she'll need points. Uh, yeah. I think the thing with the 800 too is just you're going to get more opportunities domestically to be able to get close that time, whereas with the 1500, yeah. like literally there, there was a race in Australia where they all went super quick recently. Um, there was like three of them that went under 407, and that was like okay. the first time in forever you know like there's hardly ever been a race where it even goes under 410 so um yeah yeah it's she's got probably a lot better chance in the 800 um the last kind of international was um zane robertson's um marathon as well which um obviously has been hiding in the woodwork a bit training and getting fit and um they only rock up the races when they're ready but he um sounds like he was probably a little bit underprepared from um his Instagram post after the result, but um, yeah, he actually ended up finishing, which I thought he DNF'd, but he was um, I read somewhere that like his fourth K was 2.52 and his 25th K was like 2.48 or something, so it was like, <laughs> he was still obviously steaming along at that point, um, and it was quite a hilly course apparently too, like just very up and down up and down, um, but he ended up kind of pulling the pin and jogging it and it seemed... Um, Still ran 2.15 off that, but, um, yeah, in- interesting to kind of see where he'll go next. And it looks like he's now partnered with Essex, which he's been unsponsored for a bit. Um, so yeah. found that like an interesting um, partnership there for him. Um, and hopefully we see both him and Jake um, run something this year as well. But I don't know how that kind of positions them for Tokyo and um, who-, who knows what's going to happen with Tokyo, I guess, as we said a bit. A bit earlier like um it, it would be a shame if the olympics were to be cancelled but um we've had bigger surprises before May, maybe it's a, a harsh reality that it could be yeah yeah but who knows just sort of watch the space I, I hope if anything they just look at like postponing it a year um and don't just pull the plug on the thing um but yeah, there's there's all sorts of nuances like trying to chase points at events that get cancelled and, um, you know, travelling halfway around the world to discover that the event that you'd planned to get points at has been cancelled. I mean, even I spoke to um, Oscar Baines about um, his build-up to the World Half Marathon Champs, which is later this month over in Poland, and just at the weekend they pulled pulled the plug on that, so... Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy times. Um, they've, re- they've rescheduled that one, eh, to October or something. Yeah, they said they were postponing it. I, I hadn't heard that October was the go, but that's cool. Yeah. I'm glad they did yeah, that. I think, yeah, I think I saw October or could have even been August. I, I know that there was a that yeah. kind of plan to put it at another date. I guess with the cool. Olympics, it's just that would be next level postponement wasn't it like to have to I guess reorganize everything like you know that's multiple different events we're not just talking athletics um ticket holders people traveling from all around the world like I would not want to be the person (laughs) behind the logistics of that (laughs) yeah absolute nightmare and (laughs) I'm sure someone like Nick Willis is like Clock's ticking, man. I want to get this fifth, <laughs> this fifth Olympics out of my system. Please, please, please don't postpone it too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Julian's coming up behind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. So also, um, also should give our, our trail running community a bit of love because we, uh, in February, we had the Tarawera Ultra, which is really is the premier trail ultra race in New Zealand. Um, so in the 160k, 100 miler, um, we had, and interestingly, uh, no Kiwis took out um, any of the any of the major medals for the 102k and the 160k. So, um, well, any of the the wins, I should say. So as Vladimir Setchov, one of one of your Aussie mates over there, um, he <laughs> took out the win in a new course record at 15:53, and then Elsa McDonald from Canada. Um, was third overall, so third even in the guys' race. Um, she took out the women's race. Um, and then in the 102K, it was the Brit, Tom Evans, um, who also won in a course record of 8.03 and won by like 36 minutes. So that is just an absolute um, pull-your-pants-down kind of win. Um, and that race also had Zach Bitter, the uh, the current 100-mile record holder, um, and he fell at about 35K into the race and ended up just jogging in with his wife who finished in fourth place. Um, and then in the women's race in the 102K, uh, Manuela Sokol um, of Belgium took that out. So she's an Olympic marathoner. So there's some classy athletes coming up for that race, which is really cool. So well done to... Tarawera Ultra and the team behind that. Um, also a big shout out to Ruth Croft, who won the, the Old Ghost Road Ultra in in February. And she was the overall winner in a new course record, as well as the women's re- winner. So she's an absolute machine. Probably, arguably, our top female distance runner um, beyond kind of half marathon distance. We've got Lydia O'Donnell, who's supposed to be going to the World Half Marathon champs. And aside from here, it's um, Ruth Croft. And, yeah, there's, if anything... It's an open race. (laughs) Yeah. um, If anything, we've got Camille Buscom, who's obviously top top 12 in the 5K and and 10K at the moment on the track. But um, it's... It's sort of slim on the ground with with women's running at the moment, so I'm hoping that we get some more of these promising youngsters come come through and and really make their presence felt. But definitely, as you can see by the show, we've talked a lot about the guys um, and not as much about the the women, aside from Angie and and, and mm. Catherine. So, girls, I think there's a, looking um, for for big things from you this year. Yeah, I, I think there's a. Um... There's like there seems to be a really good movement at the moment in terms of women's running, um, more around like you know participation and getting out there and you know there, there's there's so many groups around where they're super supportive of each of each other and there's um, in terms of just like mass participation it's really good to see um, mm. because I think that's probably number one, how you start to create more of a competitive um, output is from getting more people actually getting involved with the sport, which is where it needs to start, and that's fantastic. And um, But, yeah, it, it's kind of um, – it, it's traditionally how we've always been, I guess. It's a, it's a minority sport as it is. Um, I mean, we I wish we had more men even on the scene. Like, um, it's yeah, not just yeah. men and women, because and, let's be honest, we only – really focused on a handful of results there it's not like we've got um a whole swag of people um on, on the world scene so it's um it's always going to be a tough one and there's um 
as long as people are kind of getting around it and um, trying to start the groups and um, being supportive of each other is the start of things to come, I think. Yeah. As an example, at the 5K at Nationals, we had 30 senior men line up for the the uh, final of the, the 5K, but only four senior women, and they actually had to double that up with the, the juniors race that also had four. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so, so, those sorts and, of things that even, I'm Yeah, and even 30 is an outlier for the men too. Like, that's a big field. Well, that's surprising. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, I don't know what it was last year, but I, I remember even racing in 5Ks um, at, at Nationals, and I, I can't really remember fields being, say, over 20. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's usually, the last couple of years has usually been about 20 and you sort of get those guys who uh, are cross-country or road runners and just jump in the, the 5K, see, see so what happens. It's in my hometown, I'll jump in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you just don't see that as much in the, the women's running and um, there's a few key names missing this year, but um, I would love yeah. to see it grow and, and just like you say, those numbers and participation level fil- filter through into like competition participation participation levels and yeah. so if you are and, one of those female runners listening i'd encourage you like don't don't worry if you get to go to the track and get lapped like you being there is a really important part about bolstering those fields like someone's going to see you getting lapped and think i can do that too and i'll keep you company next year um so yeah be yeah. encouraged like it's okay to get lapped in the track race <laughs> And I know we um we typically I know we typically only um, focus on distance running as well, but um yeah. on a con- on a contrast, I mean the sprint events are unlike so uh, big fields. So true. Like, yeah. like a lot of hit, like there were maybe three or four heats in the two hundred, and um it, yeah, it's the women's sprinting is quite strong. Um, which yeah. I don't know why the sprinting is so strong over, say, the distance, but, um, yeah, Mm. maybe some of those two 400 runners over the next few years might jump up into some middle distance kind of um, runners because I've I've seen it happen in Australia over the last few years and they've they've become very successful at it too because, you know, the the girls who are running like 52, 53 seconds, 400, which is like it's not mucking around, but also you're not qualifying Mm. for anything. But... Chuck, chuck yourself in an 800 and you are so much faster than any of those athletes. Totally, Add a little yeah. bit of kind of strength training into your work and you can be on the world stage. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And that's a good point about the sprinters because female sprinting, man, it's one of the most exciting events right now in New Zealand athletics. Like that final in the 100 and the 200 in the women's was like, I, I went through the start list when I was commentating and just circled every name because like everyone had some, something exciting to talk about with them. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's really basically just the, the distance running that, um, that we're just, just lacking a few, um, a bit of depth and um, yeah, but enough of the negative stuff. Uh, up next, we have an interview with Hayden Wild that I did back in December. So we've been sitting this one, putting it on our archive, waiting for the perfect moment to share it. And so here is your 5K national champion, one of the big hopefuls for Tokyo triathlon, um, real genuine medal chance now, if not potential for the win with that sort of run speed, um, not to talk him up too much and, and put the mockers on it, but um, he is a real, real talent to watch. So here's Hayden Wild. Hey, hey.
really happy to have um, another triathlete on the show. We just had Hannah Wells um, for the last one and another Bay of Plenty athlete, Hayden Wild. So welcome to the show. Yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to be on here. Long time listener. Uh, first time um, yeah, podcaster, I guess. Yeah. 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 We could probably call it caller because we're just yeah. using my phone. To, um, <laughs> first time caller. Um, and also with us here is uh, Craig Kirkwood, who is um, your coach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, second time caller. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was back in, I think March, April. We, yeah, um, yeah, we, yeah. We was in New Plymouth at the World Cup uh, was the last one. So cool. Yeah, yeah. It was in March, I think. Yeah. How long have you guys been together? Do, I, do I say that? Yeah, yeah. about three years. Yeah. Ish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two and a half to three years. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. not three years because I've been in, I've been told on a, for about that time. Yeah. So and I'll be doing IT. Well, pretty much as I started on road ITU, I worked yeah. to Craig. Um, so yeah, about moving into the third year really so cool that's been really good eh? and so um itu i i looked up did a quick google um, <laughs> so you're ranked 12th at the moment yeah um oh, it's gone up one. i like that yeah <laughs> uh, um, has it been higher than that or? no it's yeah, um it's yeah because like you, you it's on a, like a two-year cycle so when yeah. like uh certain races come around you lose like 15 percent points so you kind of like go up and down so i've been up and down between 12 and 14 Sweet. Uh, but yeah, so um, almost I'd in be, that top ten. Yeah, getting yeah. there. Yeah, it's um, next year. Next yeah, year. yeah, next year. Hopefully, so. Yeah, but it almost seems like um, <clears throat> like that sort of standard distance, even sprint distance, like um, the relays and the the mixed relays and the super league stuff seems to be kind of a bit of a niche for you at the moment yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, coming from like a, a super long distance background, like multisport and doing coast to coast and yep. all that sort of stuff, I'm quite surprised that I'm actually <laughs> quite good at the the short shorter stuff. Yep. But uh, I just really like it. Eh? It's like aggressive, and I really like racing aggressively. And um, for me, I guess my weakness is the swim. So in a mm. sprint distance or a super sprint, is um, so to say. Um, it's yeah. I, I guess I come out less with less deficit in the water, and yeah. uh, I can you know comfortably usually Claw time back trial on the, bike. on the bike, and then yeah, the running forms um you know it's going real well at the moment, so I can normally you know push myself into a pretty solid position um, at the end of the end of the race. So, um, but yeah, no, it's been a it's been a real good year, and it's been nice just to see the progression from like being injury free and just you know having consistent training blocks through like the last three years and you can just see the, the kind of the, obviously the scale of improvement nice. and results coming through hey? so you've stayed injury free in that that whole time yeah yeah i've been mean, like awesome. yeah like you know you get your niggles here and there yeah. and you're, you're tight backs and all that sort of stuff but nothing really that has kind of stopped me training other yeah. than oh, just a bit of sickness here and there but yeah, everything else seems to be uh, truck along quite well, so yeah. yeah, happy with that. So tell us a bit about that um, that background. So multi sport yeah, to start, yeah. and yeah. you grew up in Fakatane. Yeah, most yeah did uh, so I was yeah, born in Topol, but uh, did yep. all my uh, growing up as a kid in Fakatane. Cool. Um, yeah, like started respect. Yeah, I, I spent yeah. a bit of time there myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, mostly <laughs> like spent um, my high school kind of um, years. Um, playing like hockey and mm. and football and wasn't really much of a athlete, um, you know, on like the triathlon running side. Um, yeah. Probably yeah, my second year of high school, I kind of started uh, doing a lot of running. Um, cool. Did adventure racing, six hour adventure races, twelve hour adventure races, and kind of getting that like team uh, vibe mm. with you know teams of four and stuff. And and doing... was that at your school? Yeah, that, that was all through school. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did like a thing called like Get to Go and Hillary Challenge, which is a quite sure. quite big and you. Um, in New Zealand with um you know as a as a school kind of adventure racing squad sort of thing and um, yep. 
then I yeah, started dabbling in a bit of multi-sport, um, nice. and then uh, yeah, did the, won multiple national t- titles in multi-sport, and uh, went over to coast to coast and raced two day there, and um, from there yeah, did some exterior as well. So I finally started to swim. Get in the pool, probably probably my last year of high school. Wow! Um, so and yeah. so you, were you a swimmer at all before? No, that? not at all. No, yeah, no, all I totally did was fresh. just yeah, just jumping off the wharfs and uh, <laughs> swimming against currents, really. Yeah, so, uh, yes, from the Fat So uh, yeah, no, it was um, yeah, like just fresh airs and yeah, like I've probably probably been swimming for nearly four and a half years. So yeah. um, the you know and that's doing, amazing. You yeah. must be the the, it must be you must be one of the youngest swimmers yeah surely, oh yeah they? definitely yeah like most of the guys you race against have you know been doing it as kids and yeah. um yeah i think probably yeah i'd definitely be like one of the the youngest swimmers on, on the circuit by at least a good 10 years maybe or yeah. something like that so um yeah so yeah did did be exterior did uh won a few world titles went to maui and yeah won two awesome. uh, world titles consecutively and wow. also won the yeah. Uh, ITU cross try as well and Lake Krakenback in 2017 um, and then uh, yeah moved. junior titles yeah, yeah. 23s and junior yeah. titles um, and then wanted to what oh, sorry it was actually 2016 um, and then uh, yeah I was watching like the Rio Olympics on the triathlon uh, so I didn't really take much notice in ITU on, on the on-road stuff mm-hmm. it wasn't really I guess uh, you know I was just enjoying the off-road and the mountain yeah, biking yeah. and stuff and yeah decided to uh, you know, I want to get to Olympics, and this is my only really pathway to do it. Uh, so, yeah, started ITU, um, kind of full-on in 2017, and um, that's when I met Craig and my swim coach, Liz Van Wheelie, at the same time. And, um, yeah, from there, just been, um, yeah, traveling the world uh, since 2017. First went to Asia and oh, raced yeah. raced over there, and, yep. like, the kind of, I guess you can, they call it, like, Continental Cup, so it's, like, first tier racing. Um, and then we you step up into World Cup, which is tier two, and then um, WTS is World Triathlon Series, which is like top yep. of the crop. You like pretty much race Olympians every race. Yeah, um, yeah. It's eight every year, and you it's travel your around the world. And you that go is exa- and, yeah. exactly what it is. So um, you know, it's like the I guess the All Blacks of um, yeah. or the Nick Willis's, so to say, of uh, yeah. the sport. So cool. Yeah, so that that's been the progression. Yeah, so from twenty seventeen, raced Continental Cups and got uh, like two World Cup starts in New Plymouth and nice. Malula Bar and yep. twenty eighteen. We moved over. Uh, my first year in twenty eighteen was the first time in Europe and went to twenty three countries and uh, that was pretty awesome and raced like 28 races or something that year uh, and that was wow. yeah a lot of racing <laughs> yeah so that was that was a more of a financial thing to just target races and try and just get as uh, you know some good coin get some cash yeah exactly so I can survive and uh, year race I think the, my best result that year was uh, third place in the world cup and it was actually my first race in Europe which was um, super cool and because um, that is yeah. a bit of a challenge for or any type of athlete when you're not when you haven't broken through, sort of made the yeah, exactly. national team, mm. like and get that sort of um, Olympic yeah. level funding. Yeah, yeah, um, the tier funding. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's you've got to kind of just go deep into the well, yeah. eh, and, oh, and yeah. just um, have some faith. So was that kind of a challenge? Yeah, it was a eh? like um, you know I had a, at the time I had a part time job, um, so yeah. yeah, I was swimming at five o'clock in the morning um, with my swim squad and yeah, have uh, finish at about seven thirty and. 
Cool. Go to go home um, and rest up until about nine o'clock and go and do some landscaping. Uh, well, nice. I actually did a lot of landscaping with Aaron Pilford. Um, yeah. So him and I worked together quite a lot and uh, finished at about, you know, between 12 to, to 3 o'clock in the afternoon and go, either go for a bike or a run. So it was... Um, schedule was tight and obviously it was always going to be hard to kind of get that progression um, yeah. so last last year middle last year when I went to Europe um, yeah that's when I um, started like seeing the progressive uh, kind of scale uh, increase in like uh, performance a lot faster because I was getting that rest and I was yeah, training yeah. a lot, a lot more digging holes and... yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah so um, yeah so at the end of 2018 um, went to Edmonton and got my first kind of WTS um Mixed team relay opportunity, and awesome. uh, from there I got um, a wild card um, to race the Super League triathlon, which was um, an absolute eye opener. And um, went to the Gold Coast, my first ever world champs. I got ninth in the under twenty threes, and uh, from there, um, yeah, did the Super League. And um, I think I got a, I think it was like a sixth, seventh, sixth, and seventh uh, for that season. So nice. for me, yeah. it was like I was going over there and be stoked with the top 15 but yeah um never racing any of those guys like gomez and moller and uh and richard you know it was uh it, i think it like increased my um you know um the rate of improvement and like yeah. uh, what well, seems like it, from a total outside point of view yeah. it seems like when you're on the start line with them it, you, you're not really phased by it you're like yeah bring it. yeah like, like, like the top guy i you know you got this what you got to do eh? you just yeah. got to go with an open hit mind and not really stress too much about it eh? like yeah. you know there's no point in stressing at all at the start line like it is you know you've done the training and it is what it is what happens and you know, kind of get, i guess that's what i went into you know my first year in super league uh, last year was mm. um you know, race none of these guys before, and they don't know you, so you're not really a target. So yeah, you know, try and make some kerfuffle up the front and see what happens. <laughs> eh? And that's what I did, and um, yeah, it just gave me a huge confidence booster and a morale boost for definitely coming into uh, this year. And yeah. Um, yeah, had a pretty standout year this year. Yeah, what are what are some of the highlights? Before I bring Craig in and ask yeah. um, about sort of the training training aspect, yeah. but um, yeah, what have some of the highlights been? This yeah, year? for me, it was it was a t- it was a tough it was tough going at the start of the year uh well actually right sorry sorry it was actually quite quite good to be honest um yep. so i raced super league and the um the kind of the the championship round so it was the last it was like the grand final of the super league series and mm. i was sitting in sixth place and uh the first day i um got on third place um just behind tyler musashak uh, who's canadian and, and johnny brownlee yeah. so um, getting my first uh super league podium was pretty That's awesome, awesome. And uh, the second day going into it, uh, I was sitting in fourth place pretty much. All I had to do was kind of get a get another top ten. I'd be uh, fourth overall, and and the first about ten meters got uh, an elbow to the to the head, and oh. pretty much just uh, got you yeah, got a late concussion from that. So from really? the from the whole race from the get go, I was just redlining. I couldn't get out of it, and yeah, you know, three thirty pace felt like I was running at two fifties. It was just that was a nightmare, and I kind of had to get dragged out of the out of the second swim because with Super League, yeah. <laughs> do three triathlons in a row so it's like a swim bike run then swim bike run then a swim bike run uh, yep. consecutively uh so it's quite different to tra- traditional triathlon so um yeah i was yeah, struggled to get out of the water i think i was like the first second one to dive in but i was the last to come out by about 30 seconds i was just right. I was yeah. like, and i was just in a world of my own yeah. eh? and um so that yeah, was pretty gutting so um got like d-ranked down to seventh unfortunately but um 
moved over to Abu Dhabi and got myself a ninth place. Uh, so awesome. that was one of my first WTSs ever. Um, so that's and that I, was first top ten. Yeah, first top ten, and nice. it, yeah, and it was yeah, I think yeah, it was my second WTS um, at that level. So it was pretty awesome to get a top wow. ten there, and yeah. from ninth place to first place, so I think there was ten seconds in it. So it was Man. like a full on sprint off to the uh, honest I was yeah. leading the whole race until like the last kilometre yeah. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. it was I, it wasn't me it, uh, for me I, like I didn't slow down it was just those guys went dropped like two, 245 probably you know, yeah. per K where I was still holding like 255s and yeah so you've done rolled, all the work yeah they rolled right through me eh? so that was pretty funny and okay. then uh, I tell you yeah I've been working on that low key yeah, yeah. Um, and then you went to Bermuda and um yeah, just got destroyed by travel and got a 22nd there, but it was one of my first Olympic distance races as well on the okay. WTS circuit. Different, eh? Oh, it was hugely different. Twice with as it. long. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then went to Yokohama, feeling you know really fresh and ready to go, and the training was going, you know, um, I was hitting targets that I wanted to hit, and it was going really good. Mm. Uh, but on the day, just the legs weren't there, and they just didn't want to wake up at all, and uh, got 25th, I think, there, and... So, like, there's still good results, but not what we're looking for at all. Like, I yeah. know I can do a lot better. Um, it wasn't until I went to um, until I went to Europe again, uh, where the next Olympic distance was in Leeds, and um, uh, for me, it was it was it was like a it was like a fifty fifty race. Like, I was real happy with it, but I wasn't at the same time. Um, mm. Uh, about a week before I left um, to to Leeds, I got hit by an e biker um, and like just destroyed my wrist. Yeah. And so I couldn't swim for like two weeks. So all I was doing in the water was kicking. Yeah. Um, so I had a cast on for about twelve, uh, a removable cast on yeah. for twelve days. So I got no swimming in, and oh, um, that was tough. Um, tough pill to swallow to get out of the water about a minute and a bit down, but. Yeah. And then got into a real good group, but we, the groups never came together. So there's about 30 guys up the road, but um, came off the bike with Alex Yee, and um, we both ran side by side for the whole 10k. And, wow, um, we both, that's a good effort, yeah, man. Because yeah, yeah. he's a he's a handy runner, yeah, right? 27, yeah, 27.40, man. Yeah, ah, so right. um, we battled for the whole race. Uh, well, he actually had about 20 seconds advantage on me on the first two, oh, probably 5k. He went out guns blazing, and yeah. And I was just slowly, like, just chugging back onto him. And then we got together, and we were just together for the last 5K. Wow. And, um, yeah, and were you both the fastest Yeah, yeah, so we got the fastest run splits of the day. Nice um, work. Yeah, I was, pretty, I was pretty tired after that. So, uh, yeah. yeah, the last 200, he just, uh, just... I wouldn't say he's got the, the strongest kick, but he just, he's just so... Con- like, he just can keep that one pace and just yeah, go for gold. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and, and I've sprinted him once. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, from there, pretty much from Hamburg onwards, that's when the results really started to come through. So, um, you know, there was probably one of the biggest crashes on that race in Hamburg in the WTS. Um, but wow. I was just, you know, just missed it. And, you know, usually the guys that are contenders in top 10, all of them missed it pretty much as well. And um, real happy to take sixth place. Yeah, uh, so man. the results are getting better there. And, Went off to Antwerp for the World Cup, so there's a tear blow just to have a bit of fun with it. Uh, fortunately, got a DNF there because my uh, I got a flat tire. Uh, I think it's eighty percent cobbles for that race, and it's just really it's really aggressive. Eh? Right. The most aggressive race I've ever been a mountain on. Mountain bike. Oh, literally, yeah. You probably got faster than a mountain yeah. bike. It's like aggressive, like Tour de Flanders sort of stuff. You yeah. Know? And. Um, yeah, and then we went off to to Edmonton, and uh, that's when New Zealand won their first. Uh, mixed team relay uh, event in the that WTS. was a great result eh? yeah and it was yeah. real awesome to anchor that team as well 
and also individually Amazing, um, getting a, a fourth place in the, in the WTS and wow. running the, I think that day got the fastest run time. Um, so Mario Mola, the three-time world champ and arguably probably the best 10K, 5K runner on the circuit mm. at the moment. Him and I ran side by side until probably yeah that last 500 metres when I was just completely cooked and... <laughs> And they just ran away from me, but um, I was so happy to kind of um, you know get that fourth place there. And um, wow. yeah, there was seven guys that we just couldn't catch. They just completely buried themselves on the bike. And um, but yeah, it was nice to run past some pretty some you know pretty talented guys and totally. just go. Yeah, it was pretty awesome that. And from there, I stayed in Vancouver for three weeks and had a really good um, preparation before the Tokyo Test event. And yeah, that was another break, a massive breakthrough race, getting third place. Um, there and um, that was kind of like the uh, a massive mental um, uh, breaker for me because mm. it was um, you know I finally nailed that Olympic distance um, yeah, event yeah. you know the sun went together well the bike was real well and then the run just felt so fresh like we did cool. um, you know it was um, a true 10k uh, this time because it was on the Olympic course so the I think it was on the IWAF I have to mark it out now for the courses yep. so yep. it was real nice to run a, I think it was like a 30.04 or 30.06 wow. uh, off the bike off um, you know and that sort of heat I was pretty happy that's, with as well that's so, very impressive man yeah so that for me I was uh, absolutely stoked to, to get that one but once again I got out kicked um, so, <laughs> so that's what we've been uh, that's the homework that is the homework yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, it's it's real nice that the results have been coming through. And um, then the season was really over. I uh, went to uh, Lausanne with, um, unfortunately, with a stomach infection. And uh, I think on the on that, I think I got 22nd that race. Uh, but the run, whole run, I was just spewing my guts oh. out. And it wasn't really a good time. So I was yeah. actually quite happy to, to finish that one off. Um, yeah. Then went to the World Cup in Bangalore, where it was actually probably the, uh, the size of a WTS field. There, you know, Vincent mm. Louis, the current world champ, Mara Mola, and uh, so you know some big contenders in there, and happy to get fourth there as well, but sure. still kind of suffering from that stomach. Yeah. Um, and then did Jersey Super League, um, and also Malta, and got a third in um, in Jersey, which was uh, you Amazing. know awesome. That yeah. was one of the goals to get a podium at a uh, at a Super League, yeah. uh, just behind Vincent and Peter Lacour and. And then going to Malta, uh, getting a few cuts and bruises and scratches and scars <laughs> after crashing in the course familiarization, but still racing well and getting um, second, um, oh, third place again, sorry, and then moving up to second in the rankings for wow. the Super League. So That's awesome. Yeah, man. it's been a great season overall, yeah. and um, you're looking forward to, to what, 2020 holds? What a year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, next year's the Olympic year. So, it is, um, yeah. So everything's, you know, the, the rate of improvement and just looking at the scale it's you know yeah. it's you know we've you know i sat down with my coaches three years ago saying um you know it's going to be obviously a, the, the rough path but you know we're hoping that we'll be able to peak at that you know that yeah. fourth year and at the moment that's what it's looking like so sure. um it's going to keep on chugging along and see what happens yeah so speaking of coaches craig um mm. take us back like three years ago what and this young guy came along what do you what do you think yeah um interesting because he came came along and it was uh Full of ambition, and um, I'd, I'd come up against him in a half marathon where he stole some money from me. Money. <laughs> uh, so it's still, it's still a bone of contention. Um, but he, yeah, full of talent and full of ambition. So it was, it was cool yeah. to partner with uh, a young fellow that, you know, has those attributes yeah, and yeah. Um, kind of set a pathway and go. Well, let's see if we can get this done. Yeah. Um, and 
so far it's been pretty successful. I think we've met pretty much all the goals we've set along the way. Mm. Um, in 2020, we'll hold kind of the next lot of you know massive goals, and then some more beyond that. So yeah, um, yeah. So like three awesome. years ago, do you remember um, if we put it in sort of running running terms, like <laughs> yeah. you, you did a, um, a 30 flat yeah. off the bike? Um, yeah, for let's, the 10k. Let's take it back to the bike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what what have you done for 10k back then? Uh, so uh, yeah, not a five. So what was it like 17 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> that was 16. Yeah, yeah that was great. So yeah, like what I first like that was the first time I met Aaron Pilford. Yeah. He was like, oh mate, you'll be right to sit in the group. Yeah, I went out way too hard and just completely. It was like my first five k. Was it a thirteen too. something group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my first ever time just going into a track race. Oh well, five k race, five thousand yeah. meters. Sorry, and um, yeah, seventeen minutes on the track. Five k was like, I've got a lot to work on. I think I may have been um, at that same event. Yeah, must and, have. It was um, twenty seventeen. So. Oh, twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think in terms of like being at it, what Standy was back then, it was probably around the thirty two minute mark, maybe slightly under. Um, mm. As a you know flat ten k guy. Yeah. Um, so but, that's a good good improvement then. Yeah, to, and yeah. to be able to run thirty flat off the bike, um, and there's more there. Um, we just need to untap a few. Um, few little secrets there to um get some more improvement um yeah yeah so we're not ending up in a in a position where you're getting out sprinted so yeah i mean that um in running terms like a 30 flat off the bike basically puts you in like the top in the discussion for the top <laughs> few domestic um, yeah, 10K yeah. Runners so like we were actually, in the country yeah because we we're going to go to the wellington meet the 10k which yeah. um ollie chiggs and hamish carson were yeah. racing but it was a week just after I got back um, from Europe, and it was it was sounding like a good idea, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, we just it was a bit too much. So I was actually going to go there and try and, you know, I was as fit as a fiddle, so I really wanted to see yeah. what I could actually pull out on the track for ten thousand meters. Um, but bit windy anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> well, there, was, there was no yeah. point. You know, so <laughs> it ended up it ended up being a bit windy, and yeah. um, we're kind of looking looking big picture. So we want to make sure that um, twenty twenty is set up well. Yeah. Um, and that we don't get distracted by things that you know aren't going to can be conducive to that. So yeah, um, totally. it was a tough call to make, and I know Hayden wants he would race every weekend if I let him. So yeah, um, yeah. so <laughs> I have to be the voice of reason, which is a bit yeah, scary yeah. Yeah. in some capacity. But um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> yeah. There's there's definitely some events come in the future. So night of fives will be a good opportunity for him to have a have a good crack at the boys. Mm. Um, there's a decent field lining up there, um, so that should be fun. Cool. And um, how does how does your training sort of look like week week to week? Yeah, do, you do lots of off the bike stuff or yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's quite like uh, it depends what sort of like phase you're in. Hey, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I guess for me, like like realistically, if I kind of if you look back at my training, like you know, you look at guys in in Cambridge and or overseas, and they're training between you know twenty five to thirty hours per week on average. Mm. Um, you know, C- Craig and I have kind of I guess found a recipe for us that works well and it's uh, if you look at it I norm for me I know would normally on a big week would be 25 hours uh, yeah. but normally consistently you know train 20 hours 23 hours uh, for me so it's yeah, not as, cool. as much you so know you keep that quality a yeah, bit higher exactly yeah. yeah so there's a lot more quality so you know like for me it's a lot of work in the swims so um, you know six swims are usually a week yeah. um, you know Monday to Saturday or some Monday to 
to Friday and then have a Sunday just for technique and cool. um, yeah it kind of depends because um, it's quite nice because you know some coaches give you like a month plan and you just they just go right you just do you and that's yeah. your month month plan schedule that's and then it's what happened with my other coach and I for me I didn't really like the repetitiveness of that sort of stuff mm. like it just kind of gets quite boring and yeah all that so, and all that but with Craig it's real nice you know you get a fresh a fresh um, training every week and you kind of get excited on a Sunday night because that's when your training comes in. And cool. So, yeah, it kind of leaves <laughs> it up. surprises yeah, exactly. every Sunday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know... <laughs> how many beers I've had. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so for some weeks, you know, I have longer running weeks, um, but averagely between uh, 50 to potentially 100K yeah. uh, running. Um, but then you look at the biking, and then some weeks you'd get around 200K, but then you'd sometimes get up to about 400. Wow. So yeah. it, it kind of, yeah, it depends what part of the season you're in, eh? And, um, yeah. and what sort of, what we're kind of targeting and what, um, yeah, I guess what we're looking at for a, a long-term sort of thing for, for a build into the season. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, for, I try and, for me, in the pool, try and, like, consistently hit 28 to 30K in the water, like, every wow, week. So. Really? Yeah, to 30k. Yeah, so for me, that's I'm not like a strong swimmer. So you'd normally see most swimmers. Close to my swim, right much. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> so you know, you know, I normal triathlete would swim between probably 22 to 25k. Okay. But for me, I need to get in the pool a lot more because I know that's my weakness, and yeah. I can I guess sacrifice a bit more time on the bike and mm. uh, on the run at the moment, and really kind of just work on that 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 real you know big weakness that you know is a is a flaw, but. I know that will come in time. It's just you know I've you know as as we talked about it before, I've only been swimming properly for well, I really I've actually only been swimming properly for about three years in a swim squad. Wow. Uh, when I first started, I was swimming, you know, twice, three times a week and doing two k. So you know, nearly probably only like five k a week. So I thought yeah. that was enough. Um, but yeah, so yeah, properly, no, yeah, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> that's that, that's you know that's Craig's uh, seventy point three training. Uh, it's my old man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. I, I did a um, I did an Olympic distance. I did the national champs oh, one nice. year, and um, my thing was if I run two hundred meter, I uh, swim two hundred meters a day. That's yeah, yeah. tick that box. Yeah, literally, <laughs> so I, I just did it every day. Yeah, like um, even when I first started, probably I didn't even know how much I was swimming, but it felt like I was swimming for ages. But I was probably literally only probably swimming a ka. So yeah, I, I know I've only been swimming for three years. And I was going to keep reminding myself that and it's yeah. that time in the water just like time on the feet and time on the bike and yeah, feel um, for the water exactly yeah. yeah like it's a massive thing man like you you can be you can you know power your way through the water as much as you can but if you don't have that feel and that technique you're just completely useless you know like totally yeah swimming i guess you know you look look at swimming you know like a 10 year old can kick your ass in the pool <laughs> as a 22 year old like you swim against 10 year olds and Yes, I look at a list that like the Bay Plenty Chance. I did one one this one time and I was like twenty two year old and there's like a thirteen year old, ten year old like, <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll get a piece of piss here and got absolutely rolled eh? and yeah. uh and then but it, it doesn't it doesn't like change the you know, I'd smash a kid on that's ten years old on a bike and yeah, on yeah. run, but in the, in the water you just get you know pummeled by like a nine year old eh? so it definitely puts Humbling. it in your place. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um so the Olympics next year yeah. um, how does qualification work and yeah I, if Craig you want to um, yeah, yeah, yeah talk I can that? try and talk to it yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, a, it's a great policy yeah it's a reasonably complicated yeah. uh, piece of you uh, need a document. degree to understand yeah, most do. Olympics yeah, yeah, you you <laughs> so essentially um, they have uh, some primary qualification which included a podium at a WTS standard distance race okay. and a podium at the test event in Tokyo. 
Um, so oh, wow. So Hayden so ticked that's... one of the boxes, uh, but hasn't ticked the other. Mm. Um, and so that falls out of the primary uh, automatic selection. So, okay. um, so it rolls down into the secondary qualification, yep. which is then set up in kind of like a ladder formation where mm. you meet, you know, you roll down the criteria. So if you meet, you know, this certain criteria, then you, that's fine. Then, you know, and then it rolls down from there. Yeah. Um, so I think Hayden, from my understanding, <laughs> because it's quite a complicated, I, I've read it a dozen <laughs> times or more and tried to understand it, um, but it's really difficult. Um, probably about written the, in Japanese? Yeah, almost. <laughs> about the third tier down, yeah. Hayden and Sam Ward sit uh, pretty much together on that criteria okay. um, and then it rolls down from there so um, and has New Zealand yeah. qualified two yeah, slots we've got so, two slots yeah. yeah so with the slot positioning so if we wanted three spots you'd have to have three male athletes in the, about the top 28 okay. uh, to get three spots it's um, on the Olympic ranking yeah so yeah. it's the Olympic ranking so I think at the moment I'm like 11th or something in the Olympic ranking and then yeah. Sam Ward's about 16th in Olympic ranking but our next guys are about 70th Okay. Um, and then, but uh, and then it's the same with the mixed team relay as well. We had to have a certain ranking in the world for our mixed team relay. So we're I think we're on, we were like eighth place at some point. And we're real, real mm. close to not making it. So you, I think yeah. there's an eight automatic qualifiers plus Japan gets their spot. Yeah. Plus there's this do or dive in and three teams get put in, which is going to be in Chengdu. So, so there's only twelve. Totally. Yeah, I think yeah. it's is it twelve. New Zealand has qualified. Yeah, so we've qualified okay. luckily. Yeah. So we were on the brink at the start. Thanks yeah, but win. yeah, thanks to that win and a good world champs, we're getting double points for fourth place and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So uh, yeah, we've secured our little uh, cheeky spot at the Olympics. So no one kind of has to worry too much about that anymore. Yeah. And now it's just about who's going to be on that team. Is yeah, the, is the true question. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, that's where the that's where everything kind of falls into now and everyone's trying to position themselves to be the best yeah. relay yeah best at be. those yeah. distances yeah. and the cool yeah. thing about it is I think we've been pushed our Olympic selection forward to April as well uh, hopefully okay. so um, in April we've, everyone's kind of just come back from Abu Dhabi from the first race in March and then um, we, the selection's mid-April and then we can all go to Yokohama knowing right this is the team and then yeah, after Yokohama yeah. um, we go to a training camp in Phuket um, and then off to off to Europe from there. Cool. So there's, I guess you know, if it was going to get that uh, selected in May just before Yokohama, there might might have been a you know a bit of bad blood, um, especially going to that heat training camp where mm. you know since it's a month out, everything would have been you know quite relaxed because you know there's a ten, uh, you know even though everyone's real good mates um, and all that sort of stuff, you know there is you know everyone wants to get to the Olympics, yeah. so it's got to get oh, you know dream, eh? it is, eh? and it's everyone's dream. I'm still, I've still got the dream. Exactly, mate, exactly. So <laughs> looking for a sports. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> good modern luck. pentathlon. Yeah, no. that's the one. Eh? <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it is a tricky thing, and you want everyone to get there, but unfortunately, you know, there's uh, for us, there's only two that can get there so um, it's always going to yeah. be sad to not see you know a guy that you race with and train with uh, not make it um, but you know hopefully um, that's the reality isn't it it is eh? it yeah. is so uh, it is what it is oh it'd be awesome um, yeah. and is it tricky to train for like the the mixed team relay and and your Olympic distance um, 10k run I, versus a mile yeah like I guess a lot of people do um, say you know is there a difference but there really isn't eh uh, Craig like they kind of, I guess, they help each other out. Like it's still a thirty-minute yeah. race, and you need that endurance, but you do need that speed. And with Olympic distance, you need that endurance, but so fast these days, you know. So yeah. it kind of helps each other out. So you need a good, you know, you need a good fifteen hundred meter um, time to have a good five k five k time, and you need a good five k time to hit a good ten k time. Yeah. So it all kind of just like collaborates quite nicely. Like, 
Yeah, and I guess you you solo yeah. often on the bike, eh? Yeah, it's it's um, normally. I guess or does it, it kind of come together? It all comes together yeah. normally. It's normally like a big string in the last few like yeah. few laps. And normally comes together, and it normally usually turns into a running race these days. But yeah. everyone's so uh, you know equal in the run at the moment, um, especially the top fifteen. It mm. used to, like this year, there was only one. I think there was someone different on the podium every. Um, yeah, there was a different person that won a race every year this year in uh, wow. the WTS except for Jake Bird also who won twice but yeah. last year Myron Moller won about six races out of the eight yeah yeah uh, and then you know there was a different podium every year there wasn't the same podium uh, yeah. every year there was the same podium every race every event yeah, yeah. every event sorry so yeah. Uh, wow yeah it was quite awesome this year because you just didn't know what was gonna you know yeah. happen which was cool so yeah way more mm. exciting than yeah, just definitely. Alistair Brownlee winning yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and then unfortunately with the women these days you know you've got Katie Severus and Flora Duffy up front and if you yeah. literally you know and, and the, the GB girls too and if literally if you don't make that group of eight on the swim they'll put five minutes into you on the bike yeah. and 10th place could potentially be six minutes back wow like it's unbelievably ridiculous right. massive so, gap crazy. Yeah, yeah so you know you've got like yeah the three GB girls versus the three uh, American girls and little uh, the girl from Bermuda yeah Flora Duffy and Cassandra Bogrant and Cassandra yeah, yeah from the French and if what's happened to there? old um the Olympic champion um the American girl um did she go running yeah 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 um, yeah, um, Gwen, Gwen Jorgensen. Gwen Jorgensen. Yeah, so yeah. she's gone to the marathon. She's trying to make the marathon team for the mm. Olympics. So. Yeah. Far out. Be interesting to see yeah. if she does that. She's, yeah, um, marathon she's trials coming she's up. She's struggled with injury um, since yeah. she left. But yeah, mm. it's, always, it's always the problem. Like, um, I don't know if you guys remember a guy, Lucas Fabikas, um, yes. sub four yeah. minute miler yeah. he tried and triathlete. Track. He had a quite, a, like he had quite you... a bad bike accident, I think, okay. which um, put him out. That's right, he did. Yeah, he, yeah. Yeah, he um, sconned himself quite badly, so yeah. I think that put an end to his triathlon career. I don't know what he, where he's at at the moment, whether he's trying to come back or not. I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, I've always, it seems like a hard transition to take a triathlete and then make them just a runner. Cause yeah. Like, that's, like, you're getting a lot of yeah. your conditioning. Yeah, I think, from... really, yeah, I think the really only person that's, that's doing it quite well would be Alex, like, just naturally yeah. a small dude, and yeah. him and I are actually real good mates, and cool. just naturally him just being a small guy and a, a runner build, and just thought he can fortunately run and, uh, you know, swim and bike quite well as well, and yeah. um, and then you'd run off the bike, you know, He's a 27 minute a 10 k and he's got some. Event. He's racing. I think he's the only ITU athlete that's been racing in the IAAF as well. So yeah, wow. raced, raced the Diamond League did last yeah, year yeah, or this yeah. year, sorry. Yeah. So yeah, he's right. even though you know he gets 16 for something to actually get there. It's like like yeah, he's got some wheels. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. The runners listening who think that um, triathletes aren't as fast as the the races. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Like, like there was this thing maybe 10 years ago, like. Runners would just say, "Oh, it's it's short." Like the yeah, sub thirty. Well, the reality yeah. the reality is that the the WTS races are now IAAF measured. Yeah, uh, so they are accurate. Um, yeah, and, and admittedly, I was probably one of those person, one of those people who scoffed at triathletes. Yeah, yeah. Well, same yeah. same with me as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's even when I yeah. race this year, like it sucks because we don't know our true five or ten k because you know the courses weren't accurate they were either longer or they were shorter or yeah yeah um you know they had to be in a, a certain peak that where they were potentially between 100 to 50 meters short but they okay. it was per lap so 
it kind of yeah kind of sucked for the athlete themselves but um you know now getting that uh that certification from the IAAF and making them true 510ks is really like for us it's cool yeah and we can really kind of see what we can actually put down on the on the on the you know on the 10 10k after a bike a 40k bike you know so totally yeah well do you think they'll ever do a um like a time trial triathlon where you you know you do your 1500 in the pool and then you go out and do a 40k time trial yeah, or and then, probably um, not because it's not very exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess, pretty boring. The numbers, the numbers geek in me yeah, just wants yeah, to yeah, see yeah, it. Yeah. Eh? I guess it's sprint distance you can do it, but yeah. um, like I know they've got a, they've got a um, they've got a continental cup in France, and they actually slap a they, they've got a fifty meter pool inside the middle of a running track. Oh, true. Yeah, and then so they do uh, a three hundred meter swim, and then they get on their bikes and bike around the velodrome, and then they yep. run inside it as well. Oh, wow. So, and there's actually some pretty like decent points because it's like a European like premium cup. So, yep. uh, it's actually pretty cool. So you do like a seven k bike, and then like a fifteen hundred meter run, and it's like on like a four like a 300 meter track inside and then cool. you've got the velodrome right around it as well so awesome it was actually yeah, it was actually pretty it's cool. actually pretty cool, cool to watch. Yeah, yeah yeah so um we can't let this one go you've got a you've got a nickname yeah, yeah. the uh the falcon yeah, <laughs> yeah so i got that from super league last year uh in malta so they, it's a it's actually under the maltese falcon and nice. um yeah, I guess the way I got it, there's uh, if you do your research, there's a um, there's a war vet, veteran hero from Malta. Um, well, not really from Malta. He used to look after the Maltese island. Yeah. And uh, what he'd do, he would um, he was a um, he was in his, in his plane, and he would always come behind his uh, his enemies and then attack them from them behind. Yeah. Because um, there was that a, a strategical advantage from d- dipping down under the clouds and then coming around and attacking them. Um, cool. And that's what I was kind of doing, you know. I was coming out of the out of the water, quite behind, like five, yeah. seven seconds behind, and and then I was catching them on the on the bike, and then I'd go through them and try and run off, and then dive in the water again, be a little bit behind, and catch them up. And sure. the commentators yeah. and the the MCs and the crowd were just saying like, yeah, "Here comes Maltese Falcon." I was like, "Who are they talking about?" I have no clue <laughs> what they, you know, what is this? I love it. And then uh, and then I kind of realised they were talking about me. So now I've got my own like little celebration after I finish yeah, you know, the finish yeah. line, flapping my arms up and down like a falcon. And, yeah. It's, and so you had no choice in, in the nickname. No, it's, I didn't. No, it's just given to you. It was yeah. I could have just saying no, I don't want that at all. But I was like, oh, I agree. I'll just flow see what happens with it embrace it yeah so you don't get to pick your nickname exactly yeah exactly yeah so i to be honest has spoken exactly yeah yeah and it's really it was actually really nice going back like they gave me like a whole tour of the island i got to go to like popeye's bay where popeye the sailor man was actually like uh, the cartoon character was actually based so it was real cool and got some pretty saw some pretty like blue lagoon and stuff so if you you go to europe and want to go and see malta there's some pretty spectacular things there as well and um yeah, so um, that that's how I got the the name the Maltese Falcon, I guess. Me, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the Falcon <laughs> wings come yeah. flying down the streets of Tokyo. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hope so in April. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, um, thanks each for joining the show. And uh, where can people follow you on on yeah. socials? Yeah, so I've got uh, yeah I've got normally I do all my stuff through Instagram. Uh, yeah. So it's Hayden underscore Wild. Um, it's got the with an E. Well, yeah, with an E. So it's yeah. got the cheeky verified blue tick now so it's not hard to nice, miss which yeah. is cool 
and uh, yeah, um, Hater Wild Athlete on Facebook. But uh, most of my Instagram stuff is linked onto my yeah, cool. onto my Facebook. So it's whatever one you follow, that's one you get. And if you want to go on my website, of um, Hayden Wild as well. Uh, co or dot nz. Cool. And I don't think it's no Hayden Wild dot nz because um, New Zealand took up the co. So yeah, Hayden Wild nz and um, yeah, it's got all my like races coming up. What my results have been. My, it's got all my sponsors there as well. And um, yeah, do you want to shout out to yeah, any sponsors yeah, while so, we're yeah, so I got a pretty good base of sponsors, especially locally. Uh, yep. So Fakatani Cycle Centers, um, they're so um, they've come and cope with specialised international, and um, so they work with, with me real well and get some cool. pretty sweet bikes. Um, and then saw a couple out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very there's, nice. There's yep. a few getting ready for the next week's race for seventy point three. So nice. f- f- looking forward to that. And yeah, with Craig, uh, you know Craig Kirkwood coaching and Liz Van Willie Aquatics just up the road for all my swimming and. Beyond fitness, yeah, you know, Dave Jags was my was actually old my old coach who actually got me onto Craig, so he still lets me go and work on the gym there and yep. to get my physio from Cormac and um so yeah, it's the Beyond team up there and you get help from Pacific Toyota with a with a nice flashy Hilux Ute just out cool. the back there and Rico Todonga. Um so yeah, they helped me with um, some financials and same with um Karis sub developments as well, so They've been helping me a lot, and uh, Orca uh, wetsuits, yep. and um, I just signed a new manager, um, and her, that's uh, Arita Management, and he's based in the UK, so his, cool. yeah, his name's Simon, so... Sweet. Yeah, yeah, so it's got a real great team behind, and... Um, yeah, it's, forward, it's a team effort, eh? It is, eh? Lot, like, lot to put together. It is, eh? Yeah. Like, everyone says, you know, it's tough on to individual sport, but, you know, if you don't have a team around you, it's, it's bloody hard to put together, you know, you need... For, I guess for me, uh, I like you know training with you know raw yeah. people from the sport. So I like just training with swimmers and just bikers and just runners. So cool. Sam, uh, Sam Tanner, Sam Tanner, always there. <laughs> yeah, that's great to get have a battle with him. You know, we yeah. we equal each other on, oh, through the one k loops and uh, you know on the on the longer two k efforts and stuff and. Once we get on the track, though, anything under 1,500 metres, I've got no hope. <laughs> like Who knows later. after the summer, though? Yeah, exactly, man. I've been... I've been putting, Operation kick. Yeah, man. I've been, I've been putting some cheeky... Uh, <laughs> yes, so yeah, I've been putting some che- cheeky little... Uh, some, little sprint, uh, some little sprint routines on the old story on Instagram, so... Santana's just I'm just waiting for him waiting for him to come home and he's just gonna see it, uh, see this new kick that's yeah, coming out of nowhere see so. the falcon come yeah, flying yeah, past yeah. <laughs> well thanks again um, and um, yeah encourage everyone listening to, to follow your progress yeah, yeah, yeah. and, um, thanks, and yeah. join you on, on the socials yeah thank you cheers cool. All right, so we are back. That was Hayden Wild, 5,000 metre champ. Um, great to catch up with him and his coach, Craig Kirkwood, who, um, when we're talking about awards for coach of the year, Craig Kirkwood has to be in that discussion. Man, he's done some great work with Sam Tanner and Hayden Wild and uh, also women like Mel Aitken. Um, man, he's been doing some great stuff, has Craig Kirkwood, so big shout out to him. Um, Stefan, what's been going on in your world? Have you had much running over the summer? Or uh, dodging fires and smoke and all that craziness? Had a little bit. Um, yeah, after kind of getting back um, home after the Christmas season and stuff, kind of settled into a bit of a training routine, looked at myself in the mirror, assessed myself, said, come on, mate. <laughs> get back to it you're looking not too good around the belly region and um yeah i've gotten into just just keeping fit like doing something each day in terms of 
um, some form of weight training. Like I'm probably doing six times a week some weight training and then maybe three or four times a week where I'm getting out for a run. So I'm kind of just focusing on some shorter runs, five or six Ks or so, chucking in some hill sprints and that, just working on kind of speed and some okay. turnover. And after um, I was out for so long with a bit of hip stuff and then some back and I was like, yeah. oh, I can't, just couldn't handle any kind of longer loads and I just wanted to yeah. get strong enough first before I could um, kind of handle a bit longer distances. But I don't know. And has that come right? You've, you've sorted out those issues? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all real good now. And I think it's like literally just been from a lot of the weightlifting, to be honest. Like um, cool. just just doing a lot more strength-based stuff and, um, yeah, I've, I've dropped a bit of weight and feeling good. And um, I think this year I'll probably just kind of do some random events, like just kind of see what's kicking about and what works into the schedule. Maybe run it like just a, a fun like half marathon for fun or something like that. Maybe do the cool. odd obstacle course race or something. Nice. Sure. Park Sounds stuff, good. So. Yeah. We and talked I'm last the, year. Yeah. Yeah. I we talked last I'm year about you doing some jet. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> the the back kind of put a halt on that as well, as well because yeah, it's like true. obviously quite a um, aggressive um, movement with the back. Yeah. So I'm still wait, still waiting till that's like a hundred percent before I can actually um, throw my weight into that because it's. Um, yeah, I don't want it to go again before it's ready. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, I keep, oh, keep man. busy doing a bit of coaching as well myself. So coaching um, a couple of younger kids and that's been good as well, just to like, help, with their, help with their development and still be involved with this um, sport. I don't think I'll ever kind of be totally out of the sport. And um, cool. now that the kids are kind of getting at that age as well, getting a bit older and starting to move yep. around i think they'll get into little athletics and stuff and that'll be fun too so awesome what about, now can what people, about you? If, they, if they want some coaching help can people still get in touch with you and, and where where nah. can they do that nah. <laughs> no 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 way <laughs> no um, i don't know it's probably like it'd be a case by case like i think if people yeah. um wanted to it depends how much they want to get out of their running as well. Like if they're really serious, then I'll be really serious. And so it's yeah. um, how I've always worked that type of relationship with people too. Um, you know, I've had friends kind of come and go with it and stuff as well. And it's normally been maybe based around an event and wanting to do something, or maybe they've wanted to supplement some other training. Um, the other kind of younger guys at the moment are um, like 17 years old um, mm -hmm. and they're, they're kind of, play a bit of AFL but do you know can run pretty quick as well so just trying to um give them a bit of a flavor without anything too serious but at the same time kind of making them aware of opportunities that might lie there in athletics um but yeah, yeah, for, yeah. I guess for anyone that wanted to if they're serious about their running and want to like put in a bit of time and effort then um, I'll do that as well so up to, up to the athlete i'm not going to be too pushy on it. i think if i if i push too much then i just i wouldn't be able to put too much focus into it because I've, I've just got so much going on with work and family and stuff at the moment anyway i can probably only handle coaching yep. probably three or four people at a time anyway yeah 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 you don't want to spread yourself too thin eh? um yeah what about yeah, yourself and mate yeah, well, speaking of coaching, I late last year I launched a new new little project which I've called Workout of the Week. Um, and so basically, I've 
I've been looking for ways that I can keep in contact with a lot of the co- a lot of the people that I've coached over the years and and give them some inspiration. Um, and um, yeah, fell, fell, basically fell across this idea of what if we just do uh, like uh, CrossFit does with um, the workout of the day. Um, yeah. Just do a workout of the week that anyone, wherever they are in the world, can can do, no matter what speed they are. Um, so yeah, we launched that um, end of last year. And so it's a fifteen minute podcast. You can listen to it when you when you're out doing your jog warm up, and then put the phone down and go for it. Um, but kind of the idea is eventually getting athletes and coaches in. Sort of every second show, we um, we bring someone in to do their favourite workout. So that's been like a really fun part of like we had Camille Buscom last month. Um, I interviewed Oscar Baines just um, the other day. Um, had Hayden Wild doing it back in December. So it's been really cool hearing like what what sort of workouts people love and and what how they're trying to attack their workouts. So yeah, if you want to follow in the footsteps of some of New Zealand's best athletes and and imitate what they do. Not as fast as what Hayden Wilde would do as 1K reps in. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been really cool doing that. And um, that's also – I try and do it every week in my training. Um, and it's sort of helped to give a bit of um, bit of consistency that I can build my training week around. So, yeah, it's, my running's been going, going good, actually. I sort of surprised myself with a uh, – a handy little 5k did a 16.09 the other um the other week and i was just i went out to run 3.20 per k um and then to see how i was in the last couple of k um yep. and i felt really really good i was just surprised myself so the last k i was like okay i'll just wind it up a bit and ended up like running 64 seconds for the last lap and um just feeling feeling good um so that gave me a bit of encouragement, like, oh, maybe I can get back into the 15s and um, who knows, Jeff, maybe. And Jeff, that vapor flies on too, mate. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not allowed to because I, um, I officially, I'm officially a, a New Balance ambassador, so I need to spray paint the big N on the side. No, yeah. But New Balance has actually got a, an equivalent sort of carbon fiber version of it, so I'm pretty keen to give those a whirl. Is that the um? Is that that fuel cell shoe? Yeah, the fuel cell the fuel TC. Cell. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they look yeah. they look nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm keen to give those a whirl, but it's um, a warning if anyone wants to get the vapor flies or any of the equivalents. They're quite expensive, and like dollar per kilometer, it's, you're probably dropping, or maybe it is a dollar per k. Like I think I, the I, lifetime I, of them I, is about three. I'd rather run a minute slower, I reckon. <laughs> Save some cash. Put it towards a beer fund. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, the astronomical prices. It's um, yeah. yeah, I, I don't even think I. Well, I don't know. Probably would have dropped that type of coin. I guess maybe when I was running a lot, but seems seems excessive. Yeah, and a warning to people. I have heard of some people who have got injured from wearing them or injured while wearing them, whether it's directly related. Um, but they do they do change your biomechanics. So 
just be careful if you're yeah. going to jump straight into them without a good transition. I if you're quite a quite a high four foot to toe off runner, they may not suit you. Like I'm kind of like yeah. that, and I I've tried wearing just the zoom flies, which aren't even anywhere near as stacked as those. And like I would always have really tight calves and stuff after. It's almost oh, like I was okay. making making me um almost like hyper extend on that push off rather yep. than just kind of rock through normally. So. Yeah, Interesting. I, I, even, yeah. I even jog in kind of like flats and stuff now and I've, I've never kind of had any issues um, Yeah, because I think it just puts, puts me too high up on my toes almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. Well, Pros and cons. we definitely can't throw a, go through a Kiwi running show episode without talking about the Vaporflies a couple of times because it's definitely, it's the, it's the big news in the running world at the moment and world records are going down every other week and it's, um, it's craziness, but cool to see some Kiwis getting amongst the action and getting some good times on the board as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe I'd change my mind if I was a, if I was running two fifteen and I wanted to run a couple of minutes quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, thanks for everyone for tuning into the show. It's been um, it's been a while since we touched base, but we'll we'll endeavour to keep you up to date with what's happening. Um, roughly every month, but we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> also, see in a couple of months. Let's be realistic. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. It'll be good. It'll be good timing for the New Zealand winter starting to kick off. Yeah, yeah. And if you do like the show, do share it with uh, with your friends and um, training buddies as well, because we don't we don't advertise the show at all. So it's up to you guys to um, rate and review it on on iTunes and your podcast player, and to share it around. That's how we we get the word out of the show. Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, happy running, everyone.